Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to, oh, we're so close, <laughs> Radically Loved Radio, my friends. Happy Friday. It is December 18th, and we are just days away from a brand new year, and I, this is actually our last interview for the year. We will be back for the next two weeks, so Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Uh, I'm here with Tessa. Hey, friends. I should have just told everybody that you're, you guys should all just assume the beginning of the show, Tessa's going to be here. Um, and yeah, so next week, the next two weeks, we are going to do a 2020 recap. So definitely tune in. We're going to talk about the things that we've learned um, and how we, what our intentions are for the new year. And we're going to leave you with some tips to how to um, create the best 2021 that you possibly can. I will also be sharing my latest resolution book. Um, for those of you that didn't get it earlier this year, I will put a link in the show notes of this pod. Uh, just kidding. Next week's podcast. (laughs) It'll also be on my website. So you can always just download it for free. Okay. That being said, how are you? How are you? Are you surviving? Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? Honestly, I, I almost, I, I don't know why, you know, when people say, when people do Instagram stories and they're like, hi guys, I fucking can't stand the hi guys thing. Just like I can't stand when people say, are you surviving 2020? It's like, I feel like it's a little bit hmm. denoting something negative. And I'm not saying 2020 has been positive. All I'm saying is that when you ask somebody, are you, it's almost like, you know, when you ask somebody like, how are you? Mm, yeah, it's like a little pa- not patronizing, but a little bit like it almost feels a little fake. I yeah, guess. or it at least it it prompts you to answer in the same type of tone, which may not be uplifting. And you can be in a great mood. You could have had the best year of your life this year, and if somebody says, "Are you surviving 2020?" It, it almost feels like, mm, yes, but be, just because I know that, the, look, there's been a lot of people that have suffered a huge tragedy this year, and I do not want to minimize that at all. In fact, I feel like that's where this whole surviving thing is coming from. The collective, we are in the middle of this huge upheaval of unlearning and learning new ways of being. But I also feel like let's prompt ourselves for positivity. Yeah. Right? And don't dim your light to, to like meet someone where they're at. Right. We all need those people to look up to, too, and to gain insight from and be encouraged by. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I, I know what you mean yeah. about like, oh, should I not be happy? If I feel happy, does, does, should I feel guilty? Yeah. 
so that I don't squash someone else, but I think we could, you know, when you let your light be big, then you really encourage other people to do the same. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that it is right before the holidays, whatever holiday you're celebrating, whether it's um, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Christmas or St. Nick's Day or whatever it is that you're celebrating, um, I pray that you are we pray that you are having uh, a very safe and happy, joyous time um, with either your friends and family via the internet, <laughs> or you are quarantining with your your people at home. You know, in, in an effort to try and keep everybody safe. Yeah. There are uh, a handful of people that I know with coronavirus right now, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, thank God, um, most of, uh, three out of the five are on the mend and looking like they're, they're going to be okay. The other two are, are still kind of in the midst of the, the lull of, of it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, these are people that are very close to me. So, you know, the, the fact that people are still out there, navigating through life, like this thing is fake or not real is, is a real, uh, disappointment. (laughs) You you know what I mean? It's like, it's really disappointing. I'm not saying I look, I don't know the severity I, in my personal life, I know people are dying. Like this is the truth. People are dying because of this, this pandemic, but the people fortunately the people, I don't want to even say fortunately that's fucked up, but do you know what I mean? Like the people that I know that have had it and mm-hmm. have it now, um, are, are, you know, hopefully going to be okay and going to pull through just fine. But I still feel like, you know, we, we need to be taking the right precautions to yeah. be able to, you know, take care of ourselves and at least for ourselves, whatever, you know, like if I want to, if I want to put myself at risk and, and see my friends and, and have connection, that's one thing, you know, I'm, I'm a healthy person. I, I'm not an at risk person. I feel like I have the right to make that, that choice. However, the people that are at risk, like why, why would I put somebody who's at risk at risk? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the, that's the decision that I think we just all need to be cognizant that it's not just about us. And when we make a decision that we think is, you just never know the ripple effect that your decisions have. So just be mindful when you're making your choices. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your plan? What are you doing for the holidays? It's a little bit up in the air. Um, We got some news last week uh, that my mother-in-law might have, we're not sure if it's benign or malignant. Um, so, and Jorge is so close to his mother. So, um, it might be like speaking of traveling and seeing family, it might be the case that it's a last minute flight to Mexico. Wow. If wow. you can imagine that. Wow. Um, but he just can't not be with his mom. Of you course. Know? So we're waiting on, um, some, some test results and we know there's something there, but we're just not sure how serious it is. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I am going to light a candle and and send some prayers for her so that she can get well. And hopefully it's, you know, everything's okay. Thank you. 
Oh man. Sorry. That was a heavy one. No, look, this is what we do. I, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, I love doing this. I love this podcast and I love everybody here that's listening. Like a lot of you are, have been listening for a long time. Maybe some of you are new listeners and this is just part of what we do. You know, it's not, it's not always going to feel good and, and light yeah. and, and exciting. It, it will ultimately it's really about, you know, how we decide to shape our mindset, how we decide to perceive the world, how we've been conditioned to perceive the world and our willingness to shift that perspective. Um, but look, when there is something scary and tragic, or when there is something scary and impending, it, we're going to react. So that's just part of human nature. Yeah. And the unknown for me, I think is what's so hard right now. It's always been my, like the, I can really swing with the highs and the lows. I can, you know, double down in a really tough situation and just be like, okay, this is something I have to go through, but it's always been the unknown that freaks me out the most, that gray yeah. area of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be okay. Yeah. I could deal with it if I knew it just wasn't going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I always default to this. I I like to deduce things. I like to minimize things to make myself feel better. It's like, I have a problem or I have an issue or if I'm something I'm really scared of, it, it feels so paralyzing and big, right. When you have no control. I mean, that is the worst feeling. The most debilitating feeling we can feel is feeling out of control or, or uncertain. Yeah. And if we can get ourselves to a place where we can minimize the gloom and doom and intensity of that, then we're at a better place to, to be more wise, to act from a wise place as opposed to being reactive. Mm -hmm. I always like to think that we are on, on living on a rock that's spinning in the middle of space (laughs) It's okay if we feel a little lost and uncertain sometimes. I know it makes sense, right? Yeah. It's What's like, crazy it's... is like we can actually stand up on a rock that's spinning in space that you I don't know. just fall over. Right. <laughs> exactly. Gravity. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, the things that, look, pain is pain, hurt is hurt, fear is fear, love is love, excitement is excitement looking at the spectrum of the world, I can be driving today, actually, you know, Tori and I were coming back from getting groceries and, you know, we're driving through and I'm seeing like the palm trees and it's a beautiful day and it's nice and warm in the middle of winter, Los Angeles. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm rubbing that in. Um, But I'm just like, wow, somebody, you know, I, I often go into this really, you know, uh, existential place where I'm like, somebody is getting bad news today. Mm. Somebody is getting good news today. Mm -hmm. Somebody is having the worst day of their life today. Somebody's having the best day of their life today. Somebody is not going to be able to go home to see their family today. Mm. And somebody is going to be so grateful that they got to come home today. Mm. You know? And so I think about the juxtaposition of the spectrum that we go through just as human beings in a day. And I reflect to this, you know, crazy year 
that we've had dealing with the ups and the downs and the destruction of what we knew (laughs) that is no longer the norm and how debilitating that can be for some and how empowering that can be for others. And what do we have to lean on as support? Mm. You know? Yeah. I love that you're able to think about that. You're able to hold both of those is simultaneously in your mind that you don't just go to the, somebody's getting the worst news of their life. Somebody's never going home. Oh no, that's de- that depending on the, yeah, yeah, but, but it, uh, but for me, it did. And Sam, I'm sure for everybody else out there, even for you, it depends on the day. Oh, sure. I was, I was yeah. able to hold that today. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. the way I gauge it is like, I did my practice. I did a run. I'm feeling good. Like I'm open to hold whatever comes. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a place where I'm just depleted, like had this been last week, <laughs> I probably would have been like, what the fuck is the point? What is the point of all of this? We're an experiment in a Petri dish. Like, what is the purpose? And um, I think everybody goes through those feelings, those moments. Oh, for sure. I remember, I I always have those kind of existential moments when I'm driving across the bridge. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this could be my last time driving across this bridge because it's so old and it needs to be replaced. (laughs) (laughs) Or like when I was commuting to work in San Francisco from the East Bay to the city and I'd be underwater, like you're underwater for a good wow. minutes. It's just a weird. That's wild. My mind would go into the depths of the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I didn't turn off my email. Damn it. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry. God, that was so good too. It was right in the middle where you were saying that I'm leaving it in. Um, <laughs> God, that's so, it's so true to us. And Wow. That's intense to be thinking about that. Yeah. You know, I think part of why I love learning about, uh, yoga and, and Tantra and, and mindfulness and, and Buddhist, uh, philosophy is because it is very centered on we're practicing because at the end of the day, it's going to make it easier for you to get to that place of surrender. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ultimate surrender. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it can be very morbid. And I think a lot of people don't enjoy being in that space. And I'm not saying I enjoy it. I think it would be a little morbid for me to say, Oh, I enjoy being in that place. I think there are people that like to, to live in that it's all, you know, going to end like, so, you know, you just have to practice because it's all going to end at some point and there's no point. I think that's a little much. I'm, I'm the glass half full person Mm -hmm. for the most part, for the most part. Um, but I, I really do like just maybe again, it has something to do with the way that I was raised, the way that I grew up, but I'm very much a realist. Like I, I think it's important for us to look at the reality of the things that are right in front of us, because if we spend too much time living in the world of the esoteric, I feel like it makes it 
not that it's not beautiful and romantic. Oh, I love being in the esoteric past lives. Take me there. I love it. I want to live there. I want to, I want to be a mermaid, all of the Mm. things, (laughs) but it makes it harder to come back to the reality of where I have to function in the world and going to the grocery store and seeing people in the eye and having to sit at the computer and do my accounting and pay my fucking bills and you know, like just do the mundane things of every day, like folding my fucking laundry, which I hate doing, (laughs) you know, those, those things that you have to do that you can find beauty in all of it. You can find the, the, what I'm just thinking the magic in the mundane, the everyday, the magic of folding your laundry, of doing your dishes, of, um, waking up in the morning to rain and, you know, having to go about sitting at your computer and writing emails. And, but, but if you can find the magic in that, you know, is there something about it that brings you, whether it's joy or fulfillment or peace, or like for me, the joy is checking that thing off my to-do list. I love checking things off my to-do list, whether it's like, you do love that. You even though I so love much. my to-do list or they, they bring me a lot of joy and fulfillment. Yeah. <laughs> Tessa is a listographer. Mm-hmm. I think she, I, I, somebody's actually said that about me once. Oh, she's really good at making lists. Or like, like this is a thing that I would put on my resume. Oh, what? what? No. <laughs> what? Really? Oh, that's so good. Uh, well, you know, I have a past life in the corporate world. and Right. There you go. There you have so, it. Yeah. There you have it. Oh, I love. Okay. Well, apropos, let's come to today's guest, which uh, is our last guest of this year and of the season. Question mark. Okay, great. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Marin Altman is here today and I am just so excited to share this conversation with all of you. I found her, I, I say in the interview, but I'll say it again. I found her on TikTok. I was uh, doing a, a partnership with TikTok. And so I, I went on there and I was doing some videos and she stumbled into my feed and I just, her, like everything, she's such a character. She's so funny and super smart and went viral because she was predicted, she predicted the election like way back right at the beginning of summer or something. And, um, it's really fascinating. She is an astrologer. She's 22, which I find it's, she's the same age as my little sister, but this girl is just such a little firecracker and she's so smart and is just a force to be reckoned with. I'm I'm excited to watch her grow. I think she is going to make a huge, um, impact in the world of, um, astrology and different ways of looking at, um, your sign for your future and and decisions or how this may influence anything that you do. I mean, it's so interesting for me because I, I'm the first person to be like, Oh, what's my, like, what does it say? Like, what's my sign for this week or what do I have to do? Or, you know, Laura Plum is our Vedic astrologer or, or um, in-house Vedic astrologer. And I always find it fascinating the correlations between Vedic astrology and numerology or um, 
astrology. I don't want to see regular astrology, but what is it? It's like, I mean, isn't there an umbrella term of astrology? Astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So this girl is very um, gifted. I think she's very in tune. She's been doing this for a long time and I just loved her story. I loved getting to know her. She was, um, so open with us sharing her beginnings and her passion and why she decided to get into this field. And she also shares with us her predictions for 2021 for all of the signs. So be sure to stay tuned for that because she goes in and I wanted her to basically tell us what we have to look forward to in the next two years. And she answers that as well. And for those of you who are afraid, fear not, the outlook is good, but it's not going to be without its challenges, but it's good, which is good, right? <laughs> it's so good. Oh, okay, I'm good. picturing like, you know, those magic eight balls that you would yes, shake. Yeah. Outlook, outlook good. Outlook unknown. Is, <laughs> yeah. Outlook. What, what were the ones that were scary? Um, yeah. Like one. I keep like check back again later. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't know like how that. I feel about that one. Mm-mm. Um, outlook, not good. I think it's just not good. I think that's the big, we, I asked her a question about that too. You know, she talks about, you know, her dealing with the rapid, uh, overnight growth. Basically she went viral and she talked about the obstacles she's been having to deal with that and and her own um you know mental well-being and her own bandwidth for dealing with all of that oh fuck i forgot the email again sorry sorry guys that time it's like um yeah. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. This is our last interview. So do not forget to tune in next week, Christmas day and January 1st, we are, Tessa and I are doing a special show together. We're going to talk about our, the lessons that we learned this year, and we're going to give you some tips to creating a powerful intention for 2021. Um, I'm also going to link my resolution book for 2021 so that you can have a nice workbook to start your year. Uh, Maybe you are inspired to create a vision board and to just shift your energy, clear yourself from 2020, say good riddance. Maybe now that we know what to look forward to, we can start the year from a fresh new place and we can make goals and make plans that feel in alignment with our highest good. Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Um, Oh, and one other thing for those of you that are interested, if you've seen, if you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen that I've been posting um, my link for uh, IIN, any of you who are interested in becoming a health coach, or you've thought about it, there is a free webinar or free course that you can do. If you go to radicallylove.com, you can either click the link on the banner there, or you can go to the link that I will provide on the show notes of this particular podcast. Um, becoming a health coach for me uh, 10 years ago, I can't even believe it's been 10 years, was a life-changing decision that ultimately led me to creating radicallyloved.com, which ultimately create led me to creating Radically Loved Radio. So it was absolutely life-changing for me. And everything that I learned during my time at IIN 
was extremely instrumental for me understanding what was happening with my own health. And it's allowed me the capacity and the knowledge to understand different ways that I can serve my highest self, my health, my mental health. And it also informed me on how to manage my business as a a very novice entrepreneur 10 years ago when I decided to to do that. So those of you that are interested in starting a new career, or if you're new career curious, definitely check out the link. If you mentioned that you heard this from me, you actually get $2,000 off of your tuition. So again, make sure that you use the link or you can just use my name, which is Rosie, (laughs) R-O-S-I-E. Um, and let them know that you heard it here first. So with that being said, thank you all so much for being here. We wish you the best holiday season. May your new year be filled with something new and exciting and positive and uplifting. And remember that you are all radically loved. We're so happy that you're here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And I think that's it. (laughs) Tessa gave me the nod. Here's our interview with Marin Altman. One of my favorite rituals to do at the beginning of the year is to change up my routine. I maybe change the order of how I work out or the time that I run in the morning, but what I find doesn't change is the way that I take care of my internal body. For the last few months since using Ritual, I know exactly what's going in. Ritual is made traceable. You'll always know where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. And Ritual makes healthy habits easy. Your multivitamins are delivered straight to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash loved, that's L-O-V-E-D, to start your ritual today. You get 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com forward slash loved. And now back to our show. Marin, I am so excited to be chatting with you, and I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on the show. I know that you are probably really busy right now, being as you have become the predictor of all of the things. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know our audience is really going to love you. And um, uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me and offering me the opportunity to speak. Yeah. So where you're, are you, you're on the East coast, you're in New York. Yes. I'm in Manhattan. How is that? Actually now it's probably ironically one of the calmest places in the country. Um, pretty chill. Yeah. I feel like we had a hectic like March and now it's like, we're waiting for the rest of the world to catch up. So it's actually pretty nice being here now. (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, how long did it take for it to calm down? It was really just an intense, like March, April. Um, I remember there being like, not near me, but in some other places like makeshift morgues for like the spring and just really intense visceral what is happening. And then I guess oh. just the proximity of people meant that herd immunity actually happened here because now it's now, now it's pretty much um, back to normal, but everyone wears a mask. Yeah. 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 So one of the, I want just to give the listeners a little bit of background. I, I don't know how I started 
following you, your one of your videos came up on TikTok and I watched one and then I watched another. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I need to follow her. This is incredible. It's just, you're always so um, on point and funny and you have, you're just a world of knowledge uh, when, especially with, you know, the signs and predicting uh, the election, which is a big thing. I'm sure you, you saw a huge spike in your follow followership. Um, so I have two kind of questions you can you can answer them both. Um, the first one is, how did you get into this? And the second is, what's it been like to uh, have been uh, validated with the prediction of what was going to happen with the election? Yeah, so I found astrology very, very early. I read, I started reading when I was like two. And by the time I was three or so, my parents, yeah, my whole family started reading so, so young. And I wouldn't have believed it if it was just my mom saying this because she has some lying issues. But my dad as well was like, yeah, I don't know how, but you weren't even walking and you were like reading. And that was just a thing. And my parents would give me newspapers so that I could learn to read through the cartoons and the comics. But to this day, I'm not a picture or a visual person. So I looked to the nearest words and those were the horoscopes. And I didn't know what they meant, but growing up with the internet, by the time I was six, I remember searching astrology online and getting my birth time from my mom. And she was kind of like, I mean, my parents, like I did not grow up in any kind of witchy, not at all. I mean, it was Houston, Texas. Like dad was a real estate developer. Mom was a stay at home mom, like lots of husbands and intermarriages and like, I don't know, Christian community drama, but like not at all witchy or anything. Very, very waspy. Um, not my family wasn't, but the community was. So I, my mom was like, okay, whatever, here's your birth time. And I had my chart when I was six and certain things were interesting and I could relate to and other things I could not at all, which kept me researching astrology vigorously on whatever like online new age communities I was finding as a, as an adolescent until I was 14. I knew something was up. I was like, I don't fit, I don't fit, I don't fit this shit. Like something's <laughs> wrong. And my dad was like, yeah, what birth time are you using? I was given my sister's birth time by my mom. Um, I was like in the, I was not a 10 a.m. birth time. I was in the evening, which changed my whole, most of my chart. It changed my moon sign, obviously my rising sign. I knew I was not social enough to have a Libra rising. I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm as dry as possible. And so I'm a Capricorn rising. And that made a lot of sense. And from that point onward, I was kind of the astrology friend. I had been growing up to be an actor. So that was like what I thought I would do. I all through high school was just, I mean, nonstop astrology. I was not only the one who, even though I didn't really drink, I had a fake ID because I was able to make myself look older. And so people would pay me for me to buy them alcohol and I would take a premium and then I would also charge them for astrology readings once they were already drinking. So I would make like hundreds of dollars every week just through like parties that I would be like, I was, I was a mass, I was an entrepreneurial mastermind. Um, and that, yeah, <laughs> that was when I found more serious forms of astrology. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was very early on. I was like, this is a business. This is possible. Yeah. Um, and by the time I was like 15 or no, no, it's like 16, 17, I had found the recent translation projects of astrology and my passion quickly turned from like new age psychological astrology to more world predictions and philosophy. And so I get to NYU, 
I'm supposed to be an actor. I have one required class that is in philosophy. I week one do a 180. I was having a huge, I mean, you can call it spiritual awakening, but more specifically like a death of a past self and realizing that I was built on wanting validation and applause, but that my true passion was astrology and always trying to understand the structure of reality. And all through my undergrad experience, um, I was an astrologer. I also worked as a, a yoga teacher, actually, um, until this kind of blew up. Oh. Yeah. And I was, I had a steady client base like throughout that time, but social media wasn't really picking up for me, even though I'm doing the same things I was now. I just was not picking up until TikTok when mm. that started to blow up. And even though I wasn't surprised that my predictions came true, because like, that's what I do. Um, that's kind of a thing. Not that I can't be wrong, but like that made, I mean, if I'm going to say it, I'm going to expect it. And yeah. what I was surprised was with gr growing up and even in my academic time at NYU, I didn't get much pushback. Like all those people were pretty much like, that's cool that you're into this. Like, I don't know much about it, but that's interesting. Like I did not get much pushback. And um, the growth has been enormous and having to energetically deal with that. That's been the surprise is not knowing what it's like to have so many mm -hmm. eyes on you and so much expectation um, and dealing with what it's like to like hold that much energy at a given time is where I'm at now. Yeah. So what is that like for you? I mean, that is, that's the thing, right? When you think about uh, people in the entertainment industry or, you know, actors or celebrities, how it, it seems like it happens yeah. overnight. And now you are being basically put on this in the spotlight. And I, one of the things that I always find interesting for people to talk about is energetically. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that? You know, because as humans, like, and you'll know this as, as a yogi that we have a certain amount of bandwidth energetically. So how do you, how do you manage that? I use the word bandwidth a lot myself as well, because I always knew that I wanted to change the world and do, do it big. Like I always knew that I wanted to own businesses and have my, my, my reach in the, in the society, but I didn't understand the difference between feeling like, feeling like you have made it past depending on others approval. Like it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm no longer looking for external validation. I'm living my life. It's another thing when it's like millions of eyes on you throwing, trying to leech, kind of grab on, throwing mm. expectations. Um, I can honestly say that growing quickly has been the most difficult mental health journey by far of my entire life because it's been so fast within the past few months that there was a point, especially during just the chaos of election season, where there were some issues with... Um, TikTok drama of creators that I didn't even know, um, not liking my content. And I follow just finance accounts. I follow like finance and crypto and stock. Like I don't, I, I don't follow astrologers. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're doing on TikTok. I follow right. professionals in the, in the space, but not TikTok astrology. I don't know. I'm, mm -hmm. so I'm being like thrown around by people that I don't even know that. I mean, I'm 22 and I think they're half my age, but then some of them are like triple my age. And then I'm confused. And that got to a point along with the fact that conservative pundits were now sharing my videos um, out of like the out of them knowing that if they share this, they would get a ton of engagement because their audience would like just right. like back. Um, right. They, were, they weren't even the ones that were saying anything necessarily. It was just Ben Shapiro being like, I'm just going to leave this here or like 538 mm. should hire her. And I can honestly read the physical comments and I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't take that. I don't care what you think about the way I look, but 
when the onslaught of your notifications are just person after person after person, yeah, like it's it's a lot when you can't even block them anymore. When it's mm. just like constant, and then I started getting death threats. I had to hire an assistant partially for that because it was getting out of control. I started um, like th- I, I'm not someone that like throws up often, but I was throwing up every day because the end. I could not like. I'm pretty open about being both pretty like dry, but also like really, really sensitive. Like, I don't know if other people just don't talk about this or if they just don't care, but I mean, any little comment, I'm honestly going to have to breathe through it no matter how anonymous it is. It doesn't matter if I have Mm. almost 800,000 TikTok followers. If I get any comment that's like rude or demeaning, like that's going to take a moment for me to deal with. So honestly, the, just the way that I've been dealing with it is prioritizing my spiritual practices like yoga and meditation and knowing that I don't have it figured out. I don't have this solved. I'm like in the middle of still this, the, the battle right now. And, um, I feel like I'm adjusting in a way, like you get used to the turbulence and this is your new reality. So I don't have an answer, but I can say that I probably would not have been able to keep posting had it not been for the years of preparation I now see I was doing with my yogic path. Mm, Yeah. Stress, sleep, recovery. Whether we're in our home gym or working from home or if we're actually going to work these days, these things shape how we perform. I know that for me, the last couple of weeks have been extra stressful. It's not only just the stress of watching a lot of television, as I'm sure a lot of us have been, but just the overall collective of the group. There's just this underlying feeling of anxiousness and stress. One thing that I've added to my daily routine, and it's helped me make a noticeable difference, is New Calm. NuCalm is the only stress management system of its kind. It's clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and boost your recovery without drugs and side effects. The NuCalm system uses cutting-edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee. The whole process is easy to use and to work into your daily routine to achieve better sleep, reduction in stress, and boost in recovery. For me, all it took was one time to know that this was something that I was going to be using consistently for years to come. So do what I did. Own the day with NuCalm. We have a special link set up specifically for our listeners. Go to lovednucalm.com and get 50% off of your 30-day subscription of NuCalm and their money-back guarantee. That's lovednucalm.com, lovednucalm.com. And now back to our show. How, what is your support system like? I mean, do you, have you, I mean, are you close with your family? Like, do you have friends that you can lean on? Like, what does your support system look like? I am one to overwork to an extent where I've noticed that if I'm left to my own devices, my go-to is not reach out to friends. It is not, um, you know, reach out to family. It's like, I can fill this time with something that'll provide me with more content or revenue or like it's, I will fill every, every space in my day with that. So for months until a few weeks ago, I had not reached out to anyone at all, at all, at all. Like people online knew that I was struggling because I was pretty open with like, I literally don't know how influencers don't talk about this because this is taken over my life. Like this is not what I signed up for. Um, but it was, 
the breaking point of like not being able to keep food down that I started going back to psychotherapy that I hadn't been to since early on when I was um, Mm -hmm. an undergrad and being pretty open with um, my dad's the only person in my family I'm really close to. I have siblings and we're like close, but there's a huge age gap. And so even though they're aware of what I'm going through, it's not really a dynamic where I can ask them for specific things, even though their support has been helpful. And I just like let my dad know like how insane what was happening was. And he got me like legal help to where like now there can be things happening where I don't feel like completely um, unsubstantiated, but it's, it's, I'm now um, letting myself do things like I have, I will pay for acupuncture. I will pay for these things so that I cannot avoid the self care. And that's been my support system now is holding myself accountable with these, um, these measures. Yeah. Wow. That is, uh, yeah, that's, it's so much. I mean, I, so I have a little sister that's your exact age. Uh, so I just think about the, the chaos and the upheaval of, of all of that, even just the uh, instant growth and having people attack you and, and, you know, having to deal with all that on top of just being a woman in the world at that age, you know, just trying to, to make your, your life, you know, trying to make your career. And I love that you are so entrepreneurial. I think that is an absolutely admirable characteristic. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, to be, to be 22 and to have that, that desire, that drive is just so, it's really inspiring and it's very refreshing. So I'm, I'm really glad that that's where you're putting your energy because I, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I was the same way, right? So I, I know that a lot of my friends when they were 22, they were definitely not doing any of that. They weren't doing any spiritual work. They weren't doing, you know, any um, future thinking. They were like partying and just, you know, still most of them living with their parents, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I think I'm going to just tie this back into the, the spiritual path and what you're doing is, is something that is, um, at the end of the day, it's providing um, an incentive for people to be excited about what's to come. Right. Right. So what is what is it that lights you up so much about doing this type of work? You know, I consider astrology or numerology and and chart reading as a part of a spiritual practice. Yeah. Um with astrology, I just feel like it's an endless game of Sims where there's no end. And so I get to see what's coming and look forward to it. And I think that astrology on its own is looking at patterns and identifying them either in the past or the future. And it's something I'm good at. So it's something that I feel fulfilling and helping others with. And, um, my, I feel like I can, I can use my extremely like rigorous intellectual leaning mind to help others in a space where there's a lot of the more intuitive, more feminine, receptive energy that I'm looking, I, I need to cultivate that more. That's been the ongoing thing with me is like slowing down and being receptive, but that I feel really um, fulfilled when I know that I can provide some of the um, sharpness or the intensity and like the analytical aspect into people that can use that to better serve the way that they're going to lead, lead their spiritual path in life. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I mean, I know, I know still people to this day that 
maybe it's a religious ideals where they feel an aversion to it or they are afraid. You know, I often find people that are really afraid of a chart reading because they're scared to see something. Do you ever encounter that? At this point, if someone is trying to speak with me, they're investing time and money that they probably wouldn't do if they were concerned. But I will say that so I can see in charts, like if someone is, um, you know, timid about something or if there's a, a type of self-consciousness in certain areas, and I can usually see in a chart and just someone, you know, speaking to if um, they're diving headfirst into wanting to know what's to come or if they are not specifically open to hearing certain messages. So there's definitely, I mean, with me studying and being really focused on stoic philosophy, there's a lot of like, it is what it is, and I do not ascribe any good or bad to it. And a lot of people, especially if they, um, I know that I grew up with a Judeo-Christian environment, but I've undone a lot of the good, bad, heaven, hell. I just see like it is what it is. Um, there's growth, there's destruction, but I don't ascribe meaning to it inherently. And I can definitely see when others may be there or they might cling very tightly to like good, bad, yes, no, like I die, I live kind of thing, which um, mm-hmm. can be more difficult when you're trying to approach astrology. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very, it's fascinating to me. I love that you studied Stoic philosophy. Can you tell, for the people that don't know what Stoic philosophy is, can you tell us what it is? Yeah, Stoic philosophy is a ancient Greek philosophy that looks at life and what is to come as something to be accepted and meditated upon and that the true true optimal state in life is not ecstatic happiness, but is this peaceful mediation where you don't see things as good or bad, but preferable or unpreferable. And um, a lot of the work that I'm mostly influenced by is Marcus Aurelius that I found him during my undergrad. And just I being growing up in a very chaotic environment, but not being someone myself who is interested in chaos. Like I'm a pretty like flat rate. I'm not the person having extreme highs and lows, but I tended to be around those people. I just love, like I, a quote I've said is, um, I don't want to be happy. I want to be peaceful. Not that I don't want to be happy, but I just want to ride things out. I have plane phobia issues because turbulence feels extremely, extremely uncomfortable to me on a level where people will be sleeping and the tiniest bump is like, I am, I am, I'm, I'm passing away kind of thing. So (laughs) My, yeah, my stoic philosophy similarly comes from, I want to train my mind and have my neurons like trained in a way where I ride things out and I accept things instead of reacting before I can even, you know, just be there and be present. Um, And a lot of the astrology I practice stems from Hellenistic Greece, which was developed alongside that. So the type of astrology I'm practicing is inherently stoic and is more deterministic and fatalistic, but is also much more accepting and um, just looks at things like, voila, here it is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, that's really cool. What, what are you looking forward to the most for this coming year? And I say that knowing that you've probably done your own chart for 2021. Um, And I'm actually curious if, if I can, piggyback a little yeah. another little question did you know that this was going to happen this year for you i did um 
I saw at a very young age that the period of 20 to 22, I didn't know if I was going to survive because there was going to be such an extreme pileup of difficult energy on my most personal self and body indicator. I told my parents flat out, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to survive. And they're kind of like, well, okay, like have fun in college then. Um, And like, they were just kind of like, that's funny. Like, all right. Like I was just very like, I, I grew up doing theater. I even without trying, I, I think I'm very serious, but it comes across very dramatic. And like, people are like, okay, Marin, like, all right. Um, and I saw this and I thought that it was on one hand, it was me going through a complete death and rebirth of my identity, um, losing complete, complete facade that I didn't know was a facade just because I was in an environment that didn't allow me to fully realize myself. But I could see that there would be a bursting out in 2020. I thought, you know, I'm graduating a year early. I think that, you know, my business is going to maybe take off. Like I was investing a ton of time in all these like business, just learning, learning, learning how to run a, run a business. And I thought that'll take off. Once I downloaded TikTok, it was pretty clear that the survival I was seeing was like, am I going to get through the internet magic? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because every single, wow. like I pretty openly see my creative process as like engaging in a battlefield like I'm not someone that caters very well to I'm gonna like be intuitively downloaded and be effortless like no it's like 8 a.m you do your makeup you film for 12 hours you spend the next day editing you take a few days off you then create content like on it no mercy so that's when I saw this this is what's happening like Uh uphill climbing while these trolls are trying to take down my account and I'm like here I am like that that was happening um in 2021, I'm looking forward to that no longer being the case. Pretty clearly moves out. I am no longer in the line of fire in the same way. Um, it looks like I'm really interested in finance. I have a lot of financial indicators for the next few years. So I'm like, cool, Like I'm going to get to learn about that. Um, so I'm looking forward to the emphasis no longer being on a breakdown of me because that's been that it's not fun. It's it's not fun anymore. Um, I, I understand. And uh, I think life is throwing it at me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're like I'm I'm this is I'm good with this for now. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Just 30 days of Headspace lowers stress by 32%. And just four sessions can reduce burnout by 14%. Sometimes people ask, why would a meditation teacher need a meditation app? And that's simple. I don't want to always be hearing myself in my head. It's nice to hear the guidance of somebody else guiding you through a journey. And we all deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com loved. That's headspace.com slash loved for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash loved today. Um, I'm curious if you have any sort of insight for the signs or even just the elements uh, for 2021 that you can share with everybody that's listening. Yeah, there's... This past year and past few years, there was a huge amount of difficult energy in the sign of Capricorn. So anyone with heavy Capricorn, Cancer, Libra, or Aries placements in that order basically is going to be getting a break. Um, Maybe Capricorn, Cancer, Aries, Libra, actually, but Capricorn and then Cancer 
definitely you're going to be getting a break for the next few years. Um, the amount of difficult energy in Capricorn and therefore also um, bringing hardship to those other signs that are kind of connected was beyond unprecedented. I mean, not in millennia has this kind of energy been in such a pinpointed destructive part. So those signs get a bit of a break. The focus now really moves to Aquarius for a ton of growth and a ton of breakdown where there's just for the next year, it's not the age of Aquarius. That's a huge 2000 year cycle that has nothing to do with what's coming up. But um, the next year has a big focus on Aquarians, people with prominent Aquarius placements being the focus of the collective rebuild where it's like you're going to roll up your sleeves and do it. And um, similarly, people with Leo, Taurus or Scorpio placements will be in a similar yet not as direct initiative to grow. So when you say placements, are you saying that the, that's their sign? That's their sign. Like if their they sign they're like born sun, into? Sun, moon, rising, their midheaven, right. any like planet or point that's really uh, personal in that sign, that'll be activated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how, I mean, when say somebody is curious about learning more about their own sign and, you know, maybe as a, a way to inspire a decision yeah. and so on, like, what would you recommend for them? I would recommend doing a bit of research into like basic signs, houses, aspects, planets, things like that, because there's a lot of hunting and pecking online and a lot of absolute, I don't know where, who is saying this in astrology. Like there's a lot of people who don't think astrology is legitimate, but they have fun saying things and that actually distorts it for like the professionals in the field. So mm. um, shameless plug, my YouTube has some good videos to start and I have some webinars, but I think that taking a day, taking an afternoon to see, okay, let me research the history and like the foundations can save you literal years of ending up on forums with people who God knows where they're getting their, their delineations. Yeah. I mean, have you found that any of those people have been, have tried to, you know, come, come for you or try and, you know, discredit what you're doing? Yeah. And they're not usually like my fellow colleagues and professionals like know me, but there's only so many of us. And so I do get people who might think that Tumblr astrology is the actual astrology taking like inadvertent offense to when I'm like, mm -hmm. actually, it's not the age of Aquarius. That's a completely different thing. It's not a social movement. Like the song kind of has completely like there's an actual ast astronomy behind it. It's not really for a couple hundred years, uh, but that kind of thing where I can just like gradually be like, Hey guys, that's act this is actually what it's referring to. And people uproar. Um, I think that the fact that I like to present myself dramatically, cause that's fun for me. Sometimes that can be like, you can't, you can't take up a lot of physical space and a lot of intellectual space. Like that is just cognitive dissonance for some. So yeah, I do get that. And, um, that still is, that still is part of the ongoing, how do I health wise deal with that? But yeah. on some level, if it's like, someone that I completely can't even respond to because it's coming from such a place of not lack of knowledge. I'm like, okay, you can have your, you can have your explosion. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I yeah. I'm just, I love watching your videos, even on Instagram, you know, like it, it, it's so funny. Um, if you don't follow her, please do. <laughs> I mean, she is so, she's so brilliant. At, and now that I know you have a theater background, it all makes sense. Like, as you were saying that it was all clicking. I'm like, because as I watch these videos, I think, wow, this, 
this girl needs to have her own show. Like she needs to be Still on do. television. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, you know, and it's really, it's really great the way that you um, very playfully denote characteristics of each sign yeah. with, with music. It's so good. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, so we will definitely be linking your YouTube channel and um, all of the links that we've talked about on the show notes of this podcast. So people can go and learn more. Um, one other thing that I want to ask you, um, and I want to be mindful because I have so many, obviously selfishly, I'm like, okay, this is the time I was born. I'm a cancer. And um, this is what's happening. Um, without going too much in depth, um, I already asked you about 2021. Um, what do you, what do you think, um, for the people that are, you know, at home, we're still in the middle of this crazy pandemic and it, it's, we're talking right before the holidays. I don't actually know exactly when this is going to come out. So I, I might have to edit this out. <laughs> um, but for the people that are just trying to gather themselves for the end of the year. Uh, they've been, you know, by themselves for a long, a long chunk of 2020. And they're just wanting something to look forward to for 2021. What can you what can, what would you say to them? I would say that the energy of 2021 is more of a mixed bag than 2020, where 2020 was objectively like, oh, shit, um, like to, <laughs> to say the least. I mean, like no astrologer was like, this is, this is like the away, like no, astro no astrologer was heading into this with anything, but like, this looks, this looks uh, insane. And 2021 <laughs> has pros and cons, not just cons. Um, so we're going to have an alignment of Saturn and Uranus that has coincided throughout history with the liberation of oppressed peoples, which does indicate struggle, but like Every time that this occurs in the world and specifically with these, this dynamic in the U.S., really um, great, inclusive, progressive legislation is passed. So I think that we can have faith that instead of feeling like we're breaking down, that some of the tension and friction is actually leading us somewhere. And that we'll probably see that in a legal sense starting pretty early on in the year. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That is great. What a, do you have any noteworthy predictions? I'm trying to see if we can go viral for when it comes true in two years. Um, do you see what do you see happening in the next two years? Anything that you can share with us? Yeah, I see May into July of 2021 looks like a time of a lot of reopening and a preview of 2022. Um, we're going to have some really aus auspicious alignments may into july that i now just before this people because whenever i say things there's people who will hear that and be like the news said that um and then they just said that J may into june will be when most people actually finally get a vaccine hypothetically because they'll be like the at-risk groups first and that would coincide with what i see being things like increased travel or just this overall morale boost may into july but because it's a double vaccination for most of these, it would make sense that I then see a kind of going back to some more restrictive measures from July onward until 2022. And in 2022, we will have Jupiter, the planet of growth and optimism in its own sign of Pisces. And when planets are in their own home signs, they're most powerful. So having the planet of abundance and like optimism in its own sign is 
a, a game changer after so many years of not having this kind of alignment where not that everything is going to be going perfectly, but that the morale boost of 2022 looks like a market like rebound or like people want to just get out finally. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have to come back and <laughs> and listen to this uh, during that time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 100% sure that you're going to be right. Um, what I'm going to just kind of go down the list. So what does, uh, what do water signs have to look forward to in 2021? Cancers get a break. Their relationships will no longer be a roller coaster just ride for insanity or, um, I mean, yeah, cancers will get a bit of a break. Scorpios will be pretty challenged, not in terms of like struggles, but in terms of things out of nowhere, Scorpios in particular will be kind of out of nowhere. And then Pisces are just confused mostly. Yeah. Yeah. What they have a lot of confusing transits going on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pisces, Pisces out there. Oh, yeah. what about air? Aquarius placements, you are the spotlight star of the show. You are literally representing the collective for this next year. So uh, responsibility is on you. You can get, you know, a crown if you if the work you put in is what you'll get back. For Libras, you get a break. You've had a rough couple years. For Gemini's, a lot of self-development and a lot of spotlight on you as well, but more in terms of like, I've grown so much in the past year, like success is skyrocketing. For Aquarius, it's more like weight on your shoulders, responsibility. Mm, Fire. Aries, you get a break. All the cardinal signs get quite a break. Aries is going through it right now. They're probably very frustrated and very aggressive. So you get to calm down. Um, Leo we'll kind of go through it. Likely other people in your life will be demanding things. And so Leo is similar to Aquarius, going to be really like on their shoulders. Sagittarius is actually a sign going through uh, kind of an ego death or like an identity wipeout. So Sagittarius will have a much more internal, much more uh, calm, spiritual kind of year. Mm, That's good. Uh, And lastly, Earth. Taurus placements, basically going crazy, going haywire, rebellious very um in a way that's like stubborn but volatile you're you're the one that's actually the taurians are the ones that are causing some of the trouble and volatility in the leo and scorpio's lives so um heavy taurus placements um break out as yourself uh try not to have too many like casualties in the process virgos um you're a bit confused you're really not the star of the show at all uh virgo placements are not particularly in the line of fire so a bit confusing but not 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 actually too much going on there and capricorn placements after nearly if you did not pass away over the past few years congratulations you've made it you get to literally recuperate and hand off everything to aquarius so capricorn you're not you're 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 done you're done you're out of commission you're done yeah i'm one of those <laughs> as a capricorn rising i'm out of commission and happy Oh, that's so good, Marin. You are just so incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, I'm going to ask you the final question. And I asked this to all of my guests and it's, it's pertaining to why I started the podcast and I want to just create a place for people to go to, to get inspired, to just feel a sense of community or to learn something new. The whole idea is that we are radically loved by God, source, spirit, baby Buddha, baby Krishna, whatever higher Mm -hmm. power of your understanding that we are radically loved, um, the universe works for us and not against us. And so the question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? 
I feel radically loved when I take time to feel radically loved and don't run away from the present moment. So when I don't, when I rail back in the monkey mind, when I hold myself accountable to stay present, that's when I feel radically loved, when I remind myself that I am. Mm. I love that. Thank you so, so much. This has been extremely enlightening to say the least. I I am just uh, so inspired by your, your, just your tenacity, your dedication, your entrepreneurial spirit, and just your, your light. I mean, you really are just starting and I'm, I'm so excited to be following your journey and I can't wait to uh, see you on the big screen one day. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me and being able to, to share in route, in route to that, that place one day. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.